podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily. Plenty to talk about today. We've had a Big Bash game between the Perth Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat. We've also had a rather dramatic end to a fantastic test series as well. We'll talk about all of that and much more as we go through this Big Bash Daily. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. Give them a follow on Twitter at bluecrocmoney. But I am joined by two um, people I think are quite appropriate today. We've got Naman Shah, who is not only uh, a fan of the Big Bash and part of our Big Bash coverage, but also a, a, an Indian and a rather happy today, I'm sure. We'll find out about that in uh, just a second. But also by Michael Baldwin of the Top Order podcast, who is a, an Aussie and a Brisbane Heat fan. And Michael, it's not necessarily been your day today, has it? Hasn't been a great 24 hours, James, but a pleasure to be back on the show, that's for sure. And Naman, we'll talk about the test series a little bit later but we've seen my team the Perth Scorchers come out with a fairly comprehensive win today in the end Scorchers winning by 59 runs against the Brisbane Heat just a few seconds ago they made a decent effort at their innings Perth Scorchers got 174 for 5 which was probably more than it looked like they might get at one stage terrific innings from Colin Monroe he made 82 from 54 balls but the Brisbane Heat after a decent start they picked up the big bash boost point they just fell away didn't they? Yes I feel they did a pretty good job by picking up Roy and Livingston but uh, somehow Munro got there and he stuck till the end. Uh, he built the momentum along with Josh English and also Turner. In the end, uh, they picked few wickets, uh, but I feel uh, they are still uh, lacking that firepower. Chris Ling is not up to that mark and uh, uh, still Joe Burns, uh, you are seeing, he's out of the mark and I feel Wildermuth is quite a good player. He's batting very lower down the order somewhere. He needs to be pushed up, but overall, uh, I feel the batting order is not correct and one of them needs to take charge especially lean it's not hit out and get out one has to stay over there till 15th over and take the responsibility Michael you've just heard what Naman said there about your team the Brisbane Heat would you be in agreement with what uh, his, his thoughts are yeah I'd have to say so I mean from the Brisbane Heat betting point of view I think he's absolutely right Chris Lynn is the man that, that Brisbane need to bet around if they're going to post big totals and be competitive it was Joe Denley tonight who tried to fill that job for Brisbane but just wasn't able to get the boundaries away that would have kept Brisbane in the hunt and in the end they relied too much on Lewis Gregory towards the end and you know they really fell away last five wickets falling for something like 15 or 20 runs to be all out for what really is a comprehensive victory for Perth. Picked up the, the big bash boost point today though Michael and you know, looking at the table we'll go through that in just a second but it's getting very tight in those middle positions for the uh, in the fight for the top five. Every point's vital isn't it and that boost point might actually end up being very crucial. Yeah absolutely the boost uh, the boost point proving absolutely crucial given that you know you've got four or five sides within a couple of points of each other picking up a boost point particularly against an opponent that you're likely to be battling out for a playoff position for is absolutely crucial and Brisbane Heat did a good job getting to that tonight but they couldn't go on with it and secure the all-important three points for the win. 
Well, I'm the Perth Scorchers fan rep on this. They're my team and I've been tipping them for the title since the start. Obviously, the Sydney Sixers are playing very good cricket as well at the uh, top end of the Big Bash League. But that win takes Perth Scorchers, the three points they've taken today, takes them to second in the ladder. They're on 24 and there's only four points now separate Perth in second down to Adelaide Strikers in seventh. So four points covering all of those teams. Perth Scorchers, Sydney Thunder, Melbourne Stars, Hobart Hurricanes, Brisbane Heat, Adelaide Strikers, all in the hunt for the top five. Every team's played... 11 games now in this competition. It looks like Sydney Sixers are, are done and dusted there through and likely to take one of the top two berths. But plenty to fight for now, man, isn't there? I mean, it's bubbled up. We, I mean, we said at the start that the Big Bash Poo's point might just separate the teams out a little bit but even so they're condensed in those positions and two of those teams are going to be unfortunate and going to miss out but it's very close yes sir going into the business and now it's all about uh, how stability of the mind is uh, but the crucial factor I feel over here is the players returning from the test matches Matthew Wade Cameron Green I feel uh, even Nathan Lyon will be returning for Sydney Sixers along with Henry Case so these are the team top teams even getting more stronger uh, for Hobart but I feel Matthew Wade, it will give them a huge boost. And Travis Head returning for Adelaide Strikers. Uh, yes, overall a tough fight. Uh, apart from Renegades, uh, the fight is between all the remaining seven teams, I feel. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. One of the uh, things that we have learned today is the uh, Melbourne Renegades are now out of the competition. They're out of the uh, the chance of getting the playoffs because even if they won all three of their remaining games and took the big bash boost points along the way, they can only get to 22. And that is still beneath the Hobart Hurricanes who currently occupy fifth place. So the Melbourne Renegades, we say goodbye. They still have a part to play though because they, their remaining three games could prove pivotal if they do pick up a win against one of those sides in contention for the playoff spots. The Sydney Sixers look as if they're through for the rest of it. We have three games left for each team and it's going to be fascinating. We've seen today, though, Perth Scorchers 174 for five in their 20s. I say Colin Monroe making 82 off 54 and a very useful 24 off 15 from Ash Turner towards the end of their innings. Saw wickets as well, two for 34 for Jack Wildermuth. We had a two for 24 from Morning Morkel as well, who's come into the competition as bowled quite nicely since he arrived. But the Brisbane Heat in response, 27 from Chris Lynn, 26 from Joe Denley and 20 from Lewis Gregory. But apart from that, it's all single figures all the way down and two for 10 for Jai Richardson who's having a terrific tournament two for 17 from Jason Berendoff and three for 25 from Fawad Ahmed two for 12 as well from Andrew Ty. Colin Monroe is the official player of the match but we're going to talk about our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match would you be in agreement that it I mean it's got to be Colin Monroe really hasn't it Michael? Oh absolutely without a doubt Colin Monroe is the best player on the park tonight uh, you have to give special credit to Jai Richardson and Andrew Ty though for the Scorchers bowling outfit. Brisbane just couldn't get uh, Richardson away in particular but Andrew Tyre also bowled an excellent uh, spell of bowling to pick up a couple of wickets and, and really put the brakes on the Brisbane outfit in their batting innings so it has to be Munro for mine. Uh, and Naman Colin Munro for you too? Yes for sure Munro. Colin Munro then for his terrific innings today which did Perth Scorchers up to a, what turned out to be an unassailable total 82 from 54, 5 fours and 4 sixes for Colin Munro who is our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match.
bluecrocodile.co.uk. Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Michael, before we get on to the test match, Brisbane Heat uh, down now in sixth place, obviously just uh, two points outside of the playoffs, so all to play for now. But I was listening to actually the, the BBC commentary of the uh, the game today. Michael Carberry initially described Per Scorch's um, total as being chaseable, and it's a score on the board, but one that they're going to have to work hard to defend. And then he said that the Brisbane Heat reply, um, they needed somebody to be a bit more ruthless a couple got in, couldn't see on, and then everybody else came in and almost kind of gifted their wickets away. There wasn't enough fight in that side? Yeah, I'd have to agree to a certain extent. I mean, Chris Lynn set the tone when he walked past Farwood Armoured on 27 when he really should have, you know, he hit a boundary of the ball before and really didn't have to put the foot down too much. You know, you always have a lot more time than you think in, in 2020 cricket. And it's a lot easier to say from the armchair than it is out in the middle. But a guy like Chris Lynn can accelerate his scoring so easily and so quickly. He just needed to show a bit of patience and a, and a level head there because he is the senior player in that side. And he's got to be the one that takes responsibility and pushes the Brisbane heat through all the way to the end. So I'd have to agree with that statement a little bit. For the young players that side and they'll learn, but you're right, they have to be uh, mentally just a fraction stronger and and value their wicket just a fraction more, knowing that they can always accelerate towards the end of the innings. Plenty of more big bash games to come then. As I say, every side now played 11. They've got a total of 14 group games to play in this big bash. And to be honest, it could not get any closer. You couldn't have scripted this as it stands at the moment. It is so close between second and the team in seventh. Everything to play for for those sides as they fight for a top five berth and the playoff positions as we go through to that final on the 6th of February. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now, Danimus set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Let's turn our attention to the test match today. We've had a series that, I mean, sometimes you look forward to these series and they don't deliver. This one has delivered and more. Australia against India, four test matches. India go into the uh, final day today, needing to chase down 300 plus to win that game. A lot of people had written that off with bad weather around, but they did their country proud. Rishabh Pants was probably the leading light, but Shubman Gill runs for him as well. And Australia just couldn't get enough wickets on that final day to deny India their uh, crowning glory. And after all they've gone through, Naman, I mean, I know you'll be very, very excited. We spoke after the first test match, after the 36 all out, and you 
you were a bit down, but you said they got it, got it in them to fight back and to come back in this series. And that's got to go down as probably the, the greatest performance away from home by any Test nation, hasn't it? Pretty much, uh, James, such an emotional journey. And uh, Justin Langer also mentioned it correctly. The winner should be the Test cricket over here. The best thing is uh, each and every player jumped in every session. We found a new hero, whether it was Gil, whether it was Pujara taking it on change, whether it is Pand, whether it is Sundar. Every time, every single player jumped it and uh, yes, did it for India. And uh, I am sure even Ravi Shastri told that he was in tears after the win. And uh, many of the senior legends such as uh, Rahul Ravid and uh, Sachin Tendulkar, everyone. Uh, the best team uh, couldn't do it here and this young team has done it. So it's an, uh, they have set an example uh, for everyone out there. And yesterday we were discussing about uh, the BCCI and uh, this was exactly my point because yes, the money will come, the success will come, but end of the day, it's all about the quality players which a country generates. It's about the board, how they manage the players, how they bring up the new talents, what Rahul Dravid is doing at the base level for the Under-19 World Cup. These Gills and Shaws and Siraj are all from 2016-18 Under-19 World Cup. So, everyone is doing their part, but overall, just brilliant. Such an emotional test series and this was much needed in this COVID time and hats off to everyone out there for the every single Indian player. To go through the adversity that India had faced in this series, Naman, they've lost the toss in every single test match, all four. They were rolled for 36 and everybody was coming out and saying, right, it's going to be a whitewash from here. India have got no chance. Virat Kohli's going home on paternity leave. They're losing their best batsman, etc, etc. They've had a raft of injuries. All of their leading pace men have been injured. Ravid Dejaja out of the side. Ashwin Lott missed that last test match. Richard Pants had a, an elbow injury, which he's uh, fought through the pain from. They lost Vihari, didn't they, after his heroics and oh, he got his, he battled through with the, the pain to uh, steer them home in the uh, third test match. You'll see, see them to a draw. It's just been a, a catalogue of disasters. But as you say, every time they've had a setback, they've gritted their teeth and they've gone again. It, that's pretty impressive to me. Very much. And the most important thing is uh, the hunger the, for success each and every player is having over here. They are applauding, they are cheering each and every player. The Siraj is cheering Natarajan. He has been just played. He is just two to three test match old, but he has become the senior bowler right now. So these are small things, but it matters a lot. And uh, everyone are trying to seal their spot in, uh, in one format or the other. Likewise, uh, when will be the next time you will see Shardul Thakur and Washington Sundar in a test match once uh, Hardik Pandya, Jadeja and everyone are fit. So they are doing their best uh, when the opportunity is being given to them and also I feel that IPL is playing a huge role over here sitting with the legends uh, spending time with them uh, uh, sitting with ABD and Gale and playing around them and uh, like everything this is working on their temperament and they are growing very fast uh, so this is just uh, exceptional and uh, huge success uh, uh, coming out of IPL I feel uh, this is the baseline uh, for all these youngsters coming up and taking it on chin uh, especially in uh, we, on wickets uh, which we play we saw in Australia uh, but I am also a bit disappointed with what Australia has done today first time I saw that they were not that aggressive and I feel they were playing for draw much 
uh, more uh, rather than winning it. This is not the, as I mentioned earlier, this is not the Australian team which we used to see earlier. Last question to you, Naman, uh, before we get to Michael to talk about the Australian side of things. Ajinki Rahani, taken over from Virat Kohli after that first test match. I mean, he, he knew he was going to do that because Virat Kohli had booked his paternity leave and quite rightly went home to see the birth of his daughter. You know, Virat's been on Twitter this morning saying uh, how fantastically proud he is of uh, what India have done. But Ajinki Rahani can take a huge amount of credit, can't he? He steered them through those last three test matches. He's taken over from one of the biggest names in world cricket and he's got that team really playing for him. 100% uh, he has made it for India and uh, his uh, temperament, uh, as I feel, works the best. Uh, I, we saw today Ravi Shastri mentioning that he's silent from outside, but he's fighter from inside and he has uh, lead, led this troop uh, the best uh, he could and what's the result uh, is showing everything what he's made up of. But I feel it's too early to judge him right now. I mentioned earlier also in our WhatsApp chat, I feel he needs to focus on his batting more rather than the captaincy, which is not needed right now because overall I feel we are doing great in test cricket under captaincy of uh, Virat Kohli. Well, that, that's the happy side of the camp. Michael, down in Australia, not going to be quite so happy about it, are they, going into that series? Uh, and we've gone through all the catalogues of adversity that India have faced. The Australians would have been expecting to win that series, wouldn't they? Yes, they would have been expecting to win that series. But you have to give India credit for an outstanding performance. You know, in an era where superlatives get used so often and so frequently that they start to lose their meaning, you have to you have to look at that Indian side and think, that's the best performance by a touring side to visit Australia in my living memory. So in the last 30 or 35 years of me watching Test Cricket in Australia, I can't remember a touring side performing better than that. Their captaincy was outstanding. India had great plans. They they made those plans effective. As Naman said, they had a next man up mentality. All the guys who came in performed really, really well. I think in the retrospective, the clause will come out for a few of the Australians in that side and there will be some pretty harsh words written tomorrow about one or two members of that Australian side and whether they you know, deserve their place in the team moving forward. But all in all, I think Australia were beaten by a very, very, very well-performed Indian side that played absolutely out of their skin. And, you know, one or two players might have had the series that, you know, below par by their own standards. But I think, you know, being too harsh on the Australians doesn't give India enough credit for the cricket that they played, which was absolutely outstanding. And, you know, even from a, a semi-impartial perspective, an absolute joy to watch. I heard Justin Langer talking after the uh, defeat today, and obviously very disappointed, Justin Langer. He's a passionate guy, wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? And you could tell that he was upset by the result. The interviewer asked him about whether he'd put too much burden on his bowling attack. And he said, well, who would you have chosen instead? Because yeah, you, you look at the Australian side, I mean, every, every team in the world's got a couple of places which are up for grabs, haven't they, at, at various stages. But you're never going to play a bowling attack for Australia that doesn't include Star Hazelwood and Cummins with Lyon as your spinner, are you? You know, he, he's picked the side that he thought was going to win. Everybody in the world looks at that Australian um, seam attack and says it's probably the, the best around. So, yeah, the Australian team was picked. And as you say, the, the Indians have just outplayed them, haven't they? They have. If if you, if you had said at the start of the summer, is there anyone who could force their way into that Australian bowling lineup? I think 
just about every pundit would have said, well, Pattinson's there and ready in case of an injury, but he's the only one that mm. could force his way into that side. I don't think on form at the start of the summer, anyone would have suspected that, you know, there would be this kind of chat at the end of the series. Sure, Stark has 11 wickets at 40 coming out of the summer, but last summer he had 29 wickets and 19 and was just about the pick of the bowlers. So a couple of those guys have had series that they would reflect on and, and maybe they haven't been as effective as they would like to be, but I don't think wholesale change is necessary. But you're right, there are a couple of Australians in uh, Michael Neeser, who's been playing well for Queensland, and of course, uh, Abbott for New South Wales, who are already uh, ready to go. And of course, uh, I can't wait for Riley Meredith to burst on the scene, the young Tasmanian, 24 mm. years of age. Yeah, I like him Bowls too. absolute gas, and uh, he's ready to go should he get the call up. So there's lots to like about the Australian bowling attack. Yes, we haven't had the best summer, but I think on reflection, it, you know, it's 10-8 uh, to India rather than, you know, Australia being all that poor. I totally agree with that. And and that makes it an even better win for India, doesn't it? You know, if, if Australia just rolled over and had been rubbish, it wouldn't have been quite the performance. But the Indians know that they've beaten a decent Australian side on their home soil. They've gone mm-hmm. to the Gabba where nobody's gone and, and beaten them since 1988 when that great West Indian mm-hmm. side turned them over. Yeah, that's, that's, that's superb. And um, Justin Langer said as well, which I thought was a terrific little comment. You know, it just shows you that Test cricket is alive and kicking. And for those of us that love the Red Bull stuff over five days, we've seen a, a terrific test match in goal between Sri Lanka and England but that one that series between India and Australia it just shows you that there is life in test cricket yet Oh, absolutely. And it shows that a five-day contest can ebb and flow. If you have a look at the ebb and flow of this match, Australia were on top at various times. You know, Manus and Wade, both in the first and the second innings, were dismissed, you know, bang, bang, giving India back the momentum. Australia had India 186 for six, and, and, you know, it was looking like Australia would develop a healthy first innings lead, but an excellent performance from Sundar and uh, Shadul Thakur to fight back in the first innings. You know, it had the lot. Australia will look back, I think, and reflect on the fact that their bowling plans didn't quite go as they would expect. I think there are a couple of things that they would look at there. Stark wasn't effective in terms of his penetration. Some of the tactics around Nathan Lyons bowling perplexed me a little bit as a fellow spinner. I know that Shane Warne was apoplectic in the commentary box, as he often is, but I think he had a point this time in that, you know, Nathan Lyon without a bat pad to Pujara in particular, who he troubled in the first test, uh, having a bat pad on the offside challenge, both edges of the bat, you know, just changed the complexity of that battle and allowed India to get the upper hand. But you just have to keep coming back to Australia. Yeah, they weren't there at their best, but India absolutely were. And whenever I sort of reflect on on this series, I always come back to, to just how wonderful India have played. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Now, man, I mean, obviously massive outpouring on social media this morning of, of Indian fans just absolutely reveling in the fact their team has done them proud. I said to you a couple of test matches ago that regardless of the result in this series, India should go back to a hero's welcome because even with a defeat in this series, I think they've done themselves proud. But to actually come out and win it is even better, obviously. Test match cricket if, in, in India, IPL, white ball, you see one day internationals, white ball, test match cricket, not quite so much um, in terms of bums on seats at ground 
grounds and stuff. Will, will a performance like this really start to give Test cricket a, a boost in, in India? I know the players take it seriously, but will the fans now really invest in five-day cricket? Yes, already uh, we do invest in five-day cricket. In fact, uh, we friends were planning to go for India-England, but sadly, crowd is not allowed. And the, I have seen five-day Test cricket at a stretch uh, when England visited India uh, previously. So it's uh, you see full houses in stadiums like uh, Vankade, you see in Eden Gardens. Uh, we love Test cricket over here. It's uh, not at all diminishing. And in fact, not only Test cricket, the international sport, but also the Ranji season, which goes for four days, uh, the domestic season. And uh, you will see crowd in those domestic matches also, apart from COVID. Right now, the Sayyad Mustagali Trophy, it is going on 2020 overs. You will see crowd in that. So, it's not only about the white ball or red ball. Uh, cricket is our religion uh, in India. So, even the red ball cricket is uh, being uh, favoured in India. And also, you uh, saw last time uh, when Ganguly made India and Bangladesh uh, play that pink ball uh, test match cricket in Indian Gardens. And uh, that even that stadium was full. So, yes, uh, India is uh, too much uh, into red ball cricket. And it's not at all that uh, we do not love test cricket. In fact, uh, we IPL is we are so used to IPL that it comes as a change and we like love to watch a red ball cricket much uh, in, especially in countries like England, Australia, New Zealand. It's fascinating and it's testing uh, for the batsmen. It's not whacking just coming in sixes and fours. It's like description of life how a player is and how is tested in this overseas condition. So it's uh, exceptional test cricket. I've seen a couple of comments saying, well, um, 1.6 billion people. Yeah, you should be able to pick a decent 11 out of that. And obviously 1.6 billion people, if your first 11 gets injured, then you should have some reserves in, in situ. And and that's true, Naman. But there's also massive sort of logistical kind of nightmares in, in actually trying to get a cricket crazy nation with 1.6 billion people that want to play. Well, obviously not all of them can play for the men's first 11 in test cricket, but there's a lot of people that want to. And actually the talent management and the pathways through to that team and, and managing all of those aspirations is actually quite tough isn't it for when you've got that many people absolutely desperate to play for the country I heard this question uh, today asked to Sunil Gavaskar and he was spot on there uh, we have two phases in this uh, before IPL uh, and after IPL so earlier many of the Indian fans who are into cricket were not opting as a career as for cricket in India but right now the scenario has changed and everything Indian who look up to Virat Kohli, who look up to KL Rahul, Hardik Pandyas and earlier Sachin Tendulkar, Dravid, they are looking cricketing as a career. Even they do not make up till the international cricket. They keep playing IPL, they keep playing Ranji trophies. They make a decent amount of money compared to what previously the phase was. And yes, this is what I feel where BCCI has been successful, uh, where the richness is being considered, the baseline, the structure, the infrastructure where the youngs are developed, the their mindset under Rahul Ravid, under Tindulkar and everything has been developed, the schooling. Right now, the cricket is being transformed from what it was and right now, the baseline has been made so strong that uh, players like Shubman Gil, Prithvi Shaw at young age, 20s and 90s and 19 years old, these kids are playing test matches that too in Australia. So I feel this has been the major transformation in Indian cricket. Michael, from an English perspective, there, I mean, I have to admit, there is an element of me kind of chuckling that Australia have lost. And I think that's quite natural. I'm sure the Australians would do the same to England if they lost a test series. But there is an, also an element of me which thinks 
Australia are going to kind of grit their teeth and make sure that doesn't happen again next winter. England, are, you know, just because in- India have been there and, and beaten Australia, it doesn't mean that England can, does it? No, and there will be a number of Australians who will have a good hard look at themselves over the next few days, go back to their state sides or their BBL sides and have a point to prove. I think one middle-order left-hander will have a particularly big point to prove when he gets back to his Tasmanian state side and, and another one left-hander that gets back and plays for Adelaide will have a point to prove as well. So there will be Australians in that in that side that will come to South Africa, hopefully, if we can get cricket going to South Africa, and then also uh, England coming to Australian shores next winter, who will be playing with an absolute point to prove, and will be playing, maybe not for their spot in the side, but certainly close to it. Tim Payne's had a rough couple of weeks, Michael, hasn't he? Comments behind the sticks to Ashwin, etc. He made a couple of mistakes with the gloves as well today, and you could argue his captaincy was maybe a little bit wrong at times on the fifth mm. day. Australia on, mm. fifth, on fifth days haven't had their best of performances, they should have maybe won the third test match couldn't mm-hmm. force the win they could have yep. they had the chances today and obviously Headingley when Ben Stokes took it away from them so they, they have been mm-hmm. bitten a few times on day five is Tim Payne going to be captain when England arrive in, in Australia in the winter I don't think Justin Langer and the Australian cricket management will make a change between now and the ashes I think that certain sections of the Australian cricket media will will start calling for change for Tim Payne you know as a batsman he's performed pretty well in this series and he's been the first batsman since I think Brad Haddon six or seven years ago to average 40 as a wicketkeeper over a, over a test summer for Australia. But you're right, he was outpointed as a captain by Rahane in this series and, and Rahane was able to get the best out of his bowlers and his bowlers were able to get the best out of the conditions and, you know, Australia weren't. Uh, Australia weren't able to drive home the advantage that they had, you know, second innings in Sydney, first innings, 186 for six, India getting 330 all up. Australia couldn't drive home the advantage there and again, when you would expect conditions to favour the Australian bowlers, they weren't able to get the job done uh, in the second innings at the Gabba either. So I can understand that there'll be criticism. I don't think the Australian selectors will make a change. I think as long as Payne continues to lead in the style that he's led the Australian cricket team, and I think that's important to the Australian setup that that style of leadership continues. I don't think that they're ready to make that change yet. And I'm not sure that they're 100% on who they would want to replace Tim Payne yeah. at this point. A lot of people are talking about Pat Cummins. I'm not sure if they're prepared to go back to Stephen Smith. And I think they're realistically the two options that Australia have at this point. So I think the C-band is is Tim Payne's for a little while yet, despite the fact that there might be a few more claws out in the media over the coming months for some change in the leadership of Australian cricket. No, man, we'll give the last word of this podcast to you because it's been a, a famous day for India. Just sum up in a couple of sentences, if that's possible, just how proud you are of that Indian side as they uh, prepare to fly back to your shores. Very much, James. Uh, after that 36 all-out and uh, beating Australia in Australia with such a 2-1 score and uh, that to each and every young player uh, performing and uh, too many words to mention, but it is uh, going to be biggest uh, test cricket win in the history and uh, I am sure uh, this is going to be enjoyed uh, in the coming months and uh, huge platform set ahead of the series coming. Uh, we are going to play against England. so. This is going to be enjoyed a lot and uh, it will be in histories and celebrated a lot. And I feel this will be a big boost for the other youngsters who want to be part of India's uh, cricket team in any of the one format. So uh, overall, uh, just terrific. Uh, Any words are uh, not enough to mention this, but... uh, 
to be honest i had predicted i always felt that india is going to win and they won 2-1 and uh, yes they made uh, proud especially the guys who were working under the cover rahul dravid who do not get mentioned very much so special thanks to him uh, i feel he is the one who is working without any social media or uh, any comments or any appreciation i feel uh, he is the guy who needs to be appreciated a lot of what we have seen in these young guys in this test series uh, there was a lovely moment when the uh, the, the kind of the, the board Gavaskar trophy was awarded to uh, Ajinkya Rahane with his team behind him and he picked it up passed it straight to Natarajan and I thought that was lovely um, Natarajan come from nowhere become a star hasn't he um, we all, we knew about him from the IPL but he's become a star and the cameramen would have had to be very quick to snap Rahane with that trophy because probably all of the pictures will have Natarajan with that trophy in his hands with the Rahane standing uh, with a beaming smile next to him I thought that was a lovely touch and fantastic series cricket is the winner you know, we say that a lot, but cricket has been the winner over the last week and Test Match Cricket particularly has been absolutely superb. Terrific performance from the Perth Scorchers as well. They have gone up to second in the Big Bash and looking good as we go through the final three games for each team in Australia to find out who is going to be the top five to take us through the playoffs. Plenty of competition to come and we'll take all you through all of that on these Big Bash dailies over the next few weeks. Naman, congratulations and have a good party tonight or whatever you're planning to do to celebrate celebrate your your Indian success and Michael thank you very much for joining me today thanks a lot James uh, cheers pleasure James and to Naman and to all Indian fans congratulations uh, and enjoy this victory it'll be a memorable one good thanks man Michael you. good man that's what sport's all about and uh, thank you everybody for listening as well to these BBL dailies thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of the podcasts I've been James the Cricket Badger and I'll see you again tomorrow Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.